Hello and welcome to The Woo in Food. I'm your host, Marilyn Rosano, and I help women in small business create flow in meal planning, routines, and small business strategies with ease by taking the overwhelm and thinking out of the no-time juggle. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start. I've got two cameras going because I've never done this before. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, I thought I would jump on and do a bit of a live stream on how to meal plan, how I meal plan. Um, I, there's like literally no rule book here. Um, I think I'm gonna record this and I'll put it up as a podcast episode. I will share the link everywhere. So in case anyone that's not watching it live, you are good. We can do this. Um, anyway, I'm going to start. So my name is Marilyn, as you all know. And I think sometimes when we think of meal planning, it's a common question that I get a lot of the time when it comes to the group and people struggle. It's like everyone loves cooking. They love it but and it's a lot of the time therapy for other people it's not so much a passion it's more just i've got to cook just for the family but it's same sort of problem i will say in terms of time and managing time and you know how to um do it all and fit it all in and, and then produce these amazing dishes when in actual fact it's it's not like that at all so i thought i would do a live and i will repurpose this um on other platforms First things first, um, go grab, whenever you go to meal plan, two planners. Um, if you're watching this on video, you will see, I've got just a shopping list um, note tab and I've got a meal planner note tab. You could do this on a whiteboard, you could do it just on a piece of paper. It literally does not have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. It, we're just gonna keep things easy, right? So first things first is I get my shopping list and I, and I this is magnet. It's on the it's on the fridge, and I throughout the week or before I start meal planning, I write down all the things that are running low in the house, whether it's detergents, whether it's baby wipes, whether it's whatever, because I put that all first, and so it's out of the way. Toilet paper, all that kind of stuff. So that's number one. Um, number two, then I go and I look in my fridge, my freezer. Um, I go through my pantry. I have a look and see what I have, and I've spoken about this a few times. We forget so often what is in our fridge. Fridge. We forget what's in our freezer. We forget um, what we have. Like a lot of the times we have meat or something in the freezer or we've bought something with intentions to make something and they never had time to. Um, so I write that down. I write down random ideas just on a notepad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got some mints. I've got some tomato paste. I'm like, bolognese. Like, right, come on. I had intentions to make bolognese. I had intentions to make chili con carne, I had intentions to make tacos. I've got the wraps, I've, I just ran out of time. So I never got around to making it. So I start writing these ideas because when you go into your pantry, your fridge, your freezer, you start to get ideas because you've got stuff in front of you that you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that, right? Write those ideas down. The next thing that I do is that when I go to my dinner planner on my notepad or my whiteboard or whatever it is, right? This is key. I think this is what stuffs us all up and I'm guilty of it. And it wasn't until that I kind of went, hang on, why did I not make that dish? What, what stuffed me up that day? What was it? 
it was the meals that I created. Okay. It was the meals that I created or I wrote down on the wrong days. So hear me out. What I mean by that is for me, for example, Mondays and Thursdays, they're my short days. They're days that um, I pick up my son like at normal school time. So it's a short day. That might be every day for you and that's fine. But for me, they're my days where I'm not making risotto. They are my days that I am not, you know, um, you know, standing at the stovetop. They're days that I'm like either defrosting a meal that I have, um, you know, in the, in the freezer. Um, they are meals that I have, um, that I'm, I'm repurposing their base, like all that kind of stuff. Right. So that is the days that I'm like being efficient. They're days that I'm taking not shortcuts, but they're not days that I'm making like this hard, tedious meal. So once you know your days and you know, for example, that you're working late that day, they're not days that you're going to be trying to fit in this gourmet meal from a recipe book that you found and that you've wanted to use, you know, three months ago, like it's not going to happen. So then I go back and I'm like, right, what are the meals that I'm going to make on those kind of days that I've kind of wrote down when I went and looked at my fridge and freezer. So for example, if it's bolognese, well, okay, bolognese. I'm going to make it like, yes, it's a bit of chopping, but how can I improve my time? Well, it's a slow cooker. It's no worries. What ingredients do I need to make an extra bolognese? Do I have all the ingredients? Then you start to add to your shopping list the ingredients that you, that you needed, right? Um, hi, Tracy. <laughs> how are you? Good. I'm just going to chat away. And then at the end, I'll, I'll open up for some Q and A's, but, um, what I was basically talking about was some steps about meal planning. So step number one was really going into your fridge, your freezer, your pantry, having a look at what you already have, writing down some ideas that come to you. Because a lot of the time we go there, we have a look and we're like, right, I had intentions to make tacos. I had intentions to make bolognese. I had intentions to make, you know, chili con carne. So we're getting inspiration just by looking at what we have. Number two, it's then, this is the thing, like I'll backtrack it. We stuff up all the time. I'm guilty of it. And it is not choosing appropriate meals for appropriate days, according to our schedule. If I'm having a busy day with work and I'm running around in traffic or I've got extracurricular activities that I've got to do drop off pickup, they're not days that I'm going to be choosing a risotto. They're not days that I'm going to be choosing, you know, to stand at the stove and take a lot of time. They're my one tray meals. They're my things that I'm going to deep defrost out of the freezer and repurpose into another meal. So once we write down the meals that we seek inspiration from our pantry and fridge or whatever, a cookbook, and we allocate them to our days according to our schedule, it makes things so much easier. And then this is when we go into double batching and triple batching, because if I'm going to make a bolognese, there is no way in hell that I'm going to go to the trouble to just make one dinner that night. I am going to make double or triple batch. I'm going to, cause I'm going to freeze it. I'm going to put that in the freezer. And then next week when I go back to meal planning on the same day and I go back to step one, which is looking my fridge, looking my freezer, I'm going to see that sauce. And I'm going to factor in that sauce into one of my meals for the week ahead. And that is literally it. Using up things that I already have, number one, especially if it's like fresh fruit, fresh, not fruit, but veggies. Well, you can use fruit in some salads, but the veggies, I'm not going to wait. If I've already got capsicum, I've already got some veggies that are like, mm, 
I'm going to definitely incorporate that into a meal closer to the beginning of the week, using it up. Can I put it into a frittata? Can I make a stir fry with it? Can I double, triple batch it? Um, can I make more so that I have lunch for the next day? They're the kind of little tips that I do all the time. And I think that a lot of the time we just overthink it. And for me, when I started this, I think that the thing that stuffed me up a little bit was when I thought that I had to prep everything as well. When in actual fact, I don't wash all my fruit and veg ahead of <laughs> ahead of time. I don't chop it all. I don't um, stand there and 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 do all that stuff because the most time-consuming part is when we really are thinking about what to cook. If I know what I'm making the week ahead, I don't give a shit if I have to stand there for an extra ten minutes that night and chop up a leek and some mushrooms. It's not going to kill me. What's going to kill me is not having the leek and the mushroom and then having to go get it and then coming back and then washing them and then chopping them and then cooking them. That's the part that's going to kill me. I've taken that out of the equation, so it doesn't matter. And the next thing is that I pick a day to do this meal planner that for me, it, it has to suit you and your work schedule. And for me, I like to do my shopping and my meal planner kind of on the Thursday and have all the groceries done by Friday because my kids chew through the house over the weekend. If we're out and about, I need to have things on the go. And I wanna start my Monday off done. I don't wanna to have to sit and plan on Monday because I just feel like it's stuffing me up for the week ahead. So I like to do it before the weekend. That way everything, I've reset, the fridge is cleaned out, it's stocked, I've got stuff for the weekend. If I have time on the weekend to maybe make an extra batch of soup or whatever, I can do that on the weekend and I don't have anxiety by going to the freaking supermarket on the weekend and fighting over, you know, bananas or whatever the hell it is. So that's just a little rundown of how I do it. I keep shit easy. I don't try and, you know, pick meals on days that I'm running around like a headless chook. I don't try to... Um, make perfect meals. I try to think of recipes that like it's just the, the kids are gonna eat or I'm loving bowls at the moment because there's like different things. I can grill up some chicken. I can, my kids do not like generally cooked vegetables but they will have raw vegetables so it's easy for me. It's like, well, if I'm gonna make a stir fry, I'm chopping the veggies anyway, I'll leave some raw for them. I'll cook ours up and it's sort of like, it's done and it's easy and I can repurpose it. And if you wanna add sauces, you wanna add rice, you wanna add pasta, it's done and that is it. So this is a common problem and I don't think that it's necessarily the planning, I think it's picking the days to make the right meals on. That's what fucked me up. It could be wrong for other people, um, I don't know, but it's something that I think that we can nail and we don't have to go and have a look at these Instagram profiles where they're freaking perfect fridges that have these allocated containers. Like we all have some containers that I don't, ha I don't have the time to stand there and wash and chop and prep. And especially, you know, if you're a foodie and you're a stylist or a photographer or a developer, I can't assume how I'm going to chop my veggies. Sometimes I want them julienne. Sometimes I want them diced. Sometimes I want them grated and I'm not going to waste my time grating and doing all that shit and they're going to go manky for something that I might not use in time. And that is it. Um, super simple, super easy. Tracy, you're on here. <laughs> I'm going to I'll open up the Q and A's. I do want to say that I have, I've put up a little planner on the website. If anyone wants to buy it, like it's not like you don't have to, but I've just put it up where it's got 
15 recipes. The shopping list is included just for a little bit of inspo, guidance. It's done for you, but I've kept it really easy. You, you can always, anyone listening to this, Tracy now and on the playback later, if you want to DM me, if you want to ask me if there's anything that you've realized along this little process that you're like, I stuff up here, how can I improve? Let me know. I'm so open to it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stop recording here, but I'm going to continue on Facebook because I don't know how all this works. First timer doing all. All right, furthermore, I thought I would do an extension of that. That was actually a live that I did um, in a Facebook group, and I thought I would share it back on the podcast, but I didn't, go, I didn't tell you guys what's on the menu for the week ahead, and I think that these kind of ideas that I rattle off can help you sometimes, and maybe think like, oh my gosh, okay, that's, that's a really good idea. So, on the meal planner, which I put back on the fridge, <laughs> as you do, all right, so today's a Monday at the time of this recording, and I said that Mondays are kind of my really um, short days. Um, they're days that I pick up my, my son from school at normal time, so they're short, and it's coming on the back end of a weekend, which means lots of washing and other household chores and administrative stuff and getting back to my emails and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of keep it easy, and today I'm going to do a leek and mushroom risotto, which, bear with me, I'm actually going to do a bake one. So my baked risotto is literally in a French oven casserole pot. I sweat out like leek, garlic, onion, butter, some herbs. I add the mushrooms. I add the rice. I add the stock. I put it in the oven and I bake it. It is so easy. It is a no stir risotto. Is it exactly like a normal stir risotto? No, it's not, but it's very, very like, it's amazing. Anyway, so that is that. Um, and then tomorrow I'm recipe developing for a cookbook. So I'm going to be making, so I, I'm going to actually be doing a couple of cookbooks because I was like, oh, I feel like I want to do this and I want to do that. So I'm actually going to do a gnocchi cookbook and there's going to be different kind of gnocchis. And I'm going to do classes around the gnocchi recipes this week. I'm on Wednesday. I'm perfecting a basic potato gnocchi recipe. I've done it once or twice, but I really want to just finalize it, make sure it's written out properly. And we're going to do a class on that together because homemade gnocchi is so easy. There is potato. I do a ricotta one. Um, I'm doing different flavors. Like I've recipe developed a beetroot one with goat's cheese and watercress and lemon zest and, um, you know, um, walnuts and all that jazz. And I think that stuff like that recipes like gnocchi can seem a little bit intimidating and, Oh my God, like so time consuming. But if we were doing it in a class, we're doing it together. We'll build up, build up that freezer stash so that when you go to step one that I kind of spoke about, you'll see the gnocchi in the freezer. You'll see maybe you have some pesto or some sauce or some passata, tin tomatoes, whatever it is. Um, you could even do a cacio pepe, which is just a simple, you know, cheese, pecorino, you know, salt, pepper, um, salted um, pasta water easy, ready to go. You have stuff in the freezer, ready to go. And who doesn't like gnocchi? I feel like everyone loves gnocchi. Um, then I'm going to do another cookbook on, I'm really loving, I think I'm going to do it as an ebook as bowl dishes. I spoke about this on the live and I love bowl dishes at the moment. And I think it's because I have a fussy child who doesn't eat everything. So my theory behind that is that every kid likes something different and I'm sick and tired of trying to accommodate for all of them. But 
I thought if I do bowls, then at least there's elements that that everyone in the house will will like. So I'm gonna do a sesame chicken bowl. I don't know if it's gonna be with rice or noodles. I'm gonna work that out tomorrow. And I've got some Asian greens like bok choy or Chinese broccoli, which I'll um, saute up. That's gonna be in another book. And I love these ideas because so often things like kofta, right, which is Middle Eastern little, the, the Middle Eastern version of rissoles, which I hate to compare, but you know, that's in a nutshell what it is. Um, Things like that I can bulk do and leave in the freezer. So if I have, say for example, kofta or chicken or some beef strips, I can saute or grill that up, add in some boiled rice. I'm sure that most kids like rice or noodles, right? Noodles or a pasta or quinoa or couscous, right? All these different variations. Add in some pickled chili that I have a recipe on the website for. Add in some pickled onions or add in a salad, a salad that if I know that my children I want to marinate it well then I can just leave some plain ones aside and so I'm loving the bowl idea at the moment and I think that's definitely something that I need to produce and put out to you guys because the things that you the, the ideas that you can take away from it is so easy double and triple batch always Thursday's my birthday um <laughs> so we're gonna eat out and I do not feel guilty at all about it I love it um and I'm gonna do a chicken soup on another day my slow cooker chicken soup recipe which at the time of this will be out on the website on the blog so you can I'll link it up in the show notes or I'll link up my um, my free recipe link and you can go have a look there so so good so amazing super easy dump in the slow cooker ready to go I'm gonna put a whole chicken in this time I found a really good free-range whole chicken I'm gonna put that all in otherwise you could just use lovely legs you could use um, five fillets alone you could use chicken breast I add in some brown rice because I like the element of brown rice to it. You could leave without, you could change it and put some risoni. Um, so many different variations, but I love that. Um, some books at the moment. I've got a One Pan Perfect cookbook by Donna Hay. And I love the thought of simplifying things. I love the thought of also when I do my book that I want to do bases and what you can build up with the bases. And we are under so much pressure as women working women as mums as all that to do kind of raise your raise your families as though we don't work but also work as though we don't have families and it's a lot of pressure on us so hopefully these podcast episodes these videos wherever you're listening um on youtube or or the podcast you know gives you some sort of idea and inspiration um, of just really simplifying things and really utilizing your pantry staples your freezer your fridge using up what you have first i guarantee if you do step one and look at what you've got you are going to get ideas right and sometimes it's about being flexible so even though i've allocated for example risotto today if we don't feel like it and i'm just like nah screw this on the weekend we already had pasta and stuff I will swap it over. I'll be like, you know what? I'll make that towards the end of the week. And I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make a noodle bowl today today because we kind of feel like it. It's easy. I can work with it and whatever. But it's not so. That's the easy part. I think it's more just sitting down, picking a day. For me, it's always a Thursday. I sit down and I feel like sometimes I know this can sometimes feel like it's a waste of time. You feel like, oh my god, I, sh I could be doing something more productive. But in actual fact, is it? In one hour, if you map out all your meals for the week ahead, you can schedule out your your groceries for the next day. You're not overspending, you're not wasting anything, and you're also eating proper nutritious food. 
um, and just sticking to that. I know it sounds so like Marilyn, seriously, it's not as easy, but if you could try to just stick to it, I'm sure you'll get lots of ideas using what you have already. Um, and every week you'll feel so much better. And half the time when we are making, when I'm making dinner, I make enough to either double batch to build up a freezer stash or I'm having leftovers for the following day at lunch. Cause I don't know about you guys, but lunch is my downfall because I'm, I never think, I never really factor in my lunches and that's something that I'm working on doing as well when I'm meal planning, thinking of things that I can also additionally make, whether it's usually in winter, I'll make a pot of soup as, at the beginning of the week um, and I'll have that in the fridge to kind of eat for lunch throughout the week if I don't have leftovers. Um, Cause otherwise I'll end up snacking on chips. I'm not the only one, I can guarantee you. Anyway, hopefully this podcast um, has helped you. This video has helped you wherever you're watching. Feel free to DM me to ask me any questions about it. Feel free to um, ask me any struggles or, or whatever. I've also established a little downloadable ebook um, that you can purchase on the website. I'll link it below. It's got 15 recipes along with the shopping list to go with each one. So if you're feeling stumped and you're like, I don't know what to cook, you can go purchase that. It's a downloadable sort of like ebook. I've composed 15 of my recipes. They're easy. Some are easy, some are amazing. You can always change them up and with the shopping list. So you could literally just be like, right, I'm going to cook all these dishes for the week. Here's the shopping list with it. All you have to do is add on your household items and you are done. You are done. So hopefully that helps you. I'll link that all up. Um, but yeah, love to hear from you. Until next time. All right, ladies, thank you so much for another episode. I hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe. You can also join the free Facebook community group, The Woo in Food, and find me over on Instagram at rasanos.casa. But until next episode, ciao, thank you, and take care.